Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Uptime Community. We're so glad that you could join us live today. Today's date is November 15th, in the year of our Lord, 2022. I'm Greg Messina, and if you are new here, we are a community of believers that are actively studying the Holy Bible and looking forward to that glorious appearing of our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ, also known as the Anointed One and Israel's Messiah. We want to make this an interactive forum, so we do welcome your questions and your comments. Uh, we do have a group of men on here today who are going to tell you how you can know Jesus and who he is and what he did for you over 2,000 years ago. We do welcome a group of believers who many of you may already know as they have an online presence for a few years now, specifically on YouTube. We do welcome Chad Thomas from Watchmen on the Wall 88 YouTube channel, Brother Tyler from Generation 2434. Uh, we also have Brother Chooch from TOL End Times YouTube channel, and we bring Brother Barry Scarborough on with us as well. So we are going to bring them on. They are going to, they are backstage right now. But first, I would like to open up with our usual uptime panel. And we do welcome back Brother Bob Barber, Brother Michael Pels, and Kevin Hookman. Brother Kevin Hookman, thank you all for coming back on. There you go. I was muted. My <laughs> pleasure. Our pleasure, as always. Amen. Yeah, it's going to be a full house tonight. No mm -hmm. doubt. Exciting, very exciting. Uh, yeah, very exciting to have uh, have them all on. These gentlemen, these brothers in the Lord, have been doing great work, and uh, you know they really don't need much introduction. They have been online for quite some time, as you know, Bob. You have mm -hmm. been watching them as well. You you know we got a chance to speak a little bit backstage, uh, so it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. We're going to talk about things that pertain to end times, Bible prophecy, uh, the rapture. Uh, I don't even need to, the whole gamut, right? We're going to go right down the whole thing. We're going to go down the line and uh, see where, where each one of us believe we really are, how close we really are to the rapture actually occurring. Um, I do think that uh, we are very close. Um, so you know my thoughts on it. Let's get these gentlemen's thoughts. Of course, you see uh, we do have up on the screen uh, a BibleGateway.com verse, 1 Corinthians 15, 1 through 4. Um, this is the gospel, folks. Uh, we present this message to you uh, every time on Uptime. And so uh, just so you know, this is something that you need to know and need to believe that by which you are saved if you keep in memory what Paul preached unto you, unless you have believed in vain, that he also received that how Christ died for our sins, according to the scriptures, and that he was buried and that he rose again on the third day, according to the scriptures. Amen? Amen. So Amen. we're going to talk a little bit more about that today, what it means to be saved, uh, why we believe what we believe as, as Christians, as followers of Christ. Um, so let's bring, let's bring them on, um, because we're, we're going to have a full, full two hours tonight here. Yeah, I have a feeling that we're going to cover a lot of ground. I believe we are. Uh, so let's bring them right on. We're going to we do introduce Brother Chad Thomas. Welcome, hey guys. How Welcome you doing? Watch. Good to be here. Thank you guys for having me. Great to have you. Good to have you, brother. Amen. Brother Tyler. Hey guys, it's great to be here with y'all tonight. Hey Tyler. Hey. hey. Brother Chooch. Chooch. Bro, everybody. Bro, Good Chooch. to have you. Thanks for having me. He's on the rapture train. Yeah, yeah. brother Barry. Yeah. Good evening, brother guys. Barry. Great to have you, man. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, good to be here. 
Great to have you. So um, first, actually, Brother Chooch, you had come up with something recently. Uh, so you were talking about the Rapture Big Board. Uh, I, find, I found that to be fascinating. Could you just fill, fill us in a little bit about what that is about uh, briefly? And um, maybe what you could do is just brief us also on how you came to know the Lord and uh, how you came about to be where you are today with the YouTube channel and the YouTube mm. ministry. <clears throat> Well, that, that's going to take about four hours, but I'll, I'll try to get it down to four minutes. Uh, well, I, I was raised Catholic, an Italian family, and praise God, my, uh, my mom bought me a Bible. And I started to read it and see uh, just the, the clear word of having faith in Jesus was needed for salvation and not all the rules and laws and stipulations of the religion I was in. Um, so there was a, an event I went to that the gospel was clearly preached. And at 16, I received the Lord. Uh, so that's how I got saved. Praise God. Um, as far as my channel, uh, TOLN times goes, I basically was following another brother's channel, uh, during 2016, 2017. And I asked him some questions and he, he gave me a hard he gave me a hard word. He was he he told me, uh, you know, you're not rightly dividing the word, and you should be ashamed of yourself, basically. <clears throat> and um, so I started TOLN times, and I was like, okay, well, I, I forgive this brother, but I I I have to I have to speak on what's going on, and maybe I do have to dig into the word a little bit more. So. TOL just started to grow a bit and thankful for brothers like Barry and uh, Chad and, and Tyler to mention me uh, to get a, a few more subs. So, so that's, that's kind of how TOL came to be. Um, as far as the, the Rapture Big Board goes, is that I, I you know, I, I've been struggling because I'll, I'll keep my focus on one area of the end times and as that sort of ebbs and flows, I could see that my level of excitement or discouragement uh, could fluctuate when I focus too much on one thing. But the real thing about the convergence of everything is one aspect of watching the end times that really keeps the fire stoked that we are really there. And the Rapture Big Board looks at 12 different facets of what's going on right now in the end times and gives it a score of intensity ranging from zero to 10. And we just we give it a score of like things such as, um, you know, where are we with rumor, wars and rumors of wars? Uh, where are we with? you know, natural disasters, earthquakes, such and such. And, and we look at all these different components. And then uh, the, the hope for the Rapture Big Board is that we could adjust scores, but basically get a big panoramic view of all the things that are happening right now and that we have every reason to be excited that he could come back at any time because everything that he spoke about is, is really pointing to he, he's about to come back. And so that's the essence of the Rapture Big Board. Um, and I'm hoping that we don't have to use it much longer because it will be obsolete once the Rapture happens. 
Great. Well, well said. Uh, Barry, uh, tell us a little bit about uh, how you came about uh, with your YouTube ministry, please. Let's see, make sure I'm not muted there, guys. So we did. Yeah. So for, for me, guys, it was around, uh, I want to say, uh, the summer of uh, 2015. I, I just, I heard really distinctly in the Holy Spirit. Um, you know how you hear phrases from different brothers and sisters in Christ, they they heard from the Lord. Um, I, I want to be really clear. I did not hear audibly. I just heard from the Holy Spirit to get on YouTube. I just, I heard a very clear uh, calling to get on YouTube. Um, at the time, I really didn't know what it was all about. Kind of interesting to Bob Barber's point, actually End Times, Dreams and Visions was one of the first channels I kind of engaged with and Chad, you know, Watchman on the Wall 88. He was one of the first channels I kind of saw out there. Um, you know, in in some of those earlier years on YouTube, from a Watchman standpoint, there weren't as many um, Watchman communities out there. And and it wasn't long. I started sharing the gospel. That was one of the first some of my first few videos. And then the Lord started to lay dreams on my heart. And so He kind of made it. The Holy Spirit kind of made it clear to me exactly uh, what it was He wanted to do with my ministry. Um, and then I think similar to uh, Tyler, um, really to, to all the gentlemen on the uh, on tonight, he just gave me this clear charge towards sharing the gospel at the you know at the front end and end because I, I I realized okay the Lord has given me kind of a commission to you know engage in sharing prophecy and kind of all these things that are happening around us. And then if people are so intrigued by it, right, as they dig into prophetic scripture to make sure that they really understand how to be saved. Um, so that was really kind of a story behind it. And kind of for those that know my channel, when it first started, I had Keaton, I had my son on for about two years. And so he would, it was kind of a way that I was trying to expose him to ministry a little bit. Um, so he would kind of come along side me and kind of read some scripture he'd come on for the like the the gospel word to kind of bring folks to christ at the end he kind of had a tagline <laughs> i don't know if y'all remember that I don't, yeah you go amen brother amen sister right and and people even would send me like t-shirts and mugs with with uh amen brother and amen sister on it right and it, they they just like loved keaton and i found it really kind of interesting how much um uh satan did not like that if that if that makes sense so right it wasn't maybe a couple of years into that ministry but youtube came out and said you know you can't have uh you can't have youth on those videos and they made it really they gave me a strike and then maybe even a second strike and and so i had to go back and delete i think 40 or 50 videos with keaton involved in the ministry had had kind of difficult conversation with him that hey you can't engage in this right if we want to if we want to continue on so it took kind of an unusual turn but uh, yeah it's it's he's old enough now so we could we could <laughs> we could reengage Keaton in that effort but yeah always just loved sharing the gospel and sharing prophecy and end times and then it was cool to see I've just loved to see how the Lord has kind of brought us all together in this effort pretty awesome.
It is awesome. Thank you for that. Um, and uh, Brother Tyler, please let us know, fill us in a little bit briefly as to how you started your ministry. Yeah, sure. So basically, I've been just really intrigued with uh, eschatology, studying the end times in the Bible since I was a kid. And around 2015, I started to really kind of understand and realize that we are in the end times and that the hour is really getting late. And I was really starting to watch intensely at about 2015. And I think I actually created my channel in 2015 and I put up, I want to say two or three videos that were just pictures and scriptures and music. Um, I didn't talk at all in them or anything like that and just kind of left it alone at that. And then it was really um, early 2020 after the pandemic hit um, that my channel was really born. I received a, a prophetic dream from the Lord about uh, essentially COVID coming and, and um, it, it had more personal um, application and, to me and my business and how we would be um, concerned about what was coming, but that we would be completely okay and that the Lord would take care of us. And uh, I didn't really I understand what the dream was about at the time. I had this dream in, I want to say it was December of 2019 or maybe early January of 2020. So we didn't know about, um, you know, the thing. I, I guess we've got, we got to be careful about what words we use. We didn't know about that thing that was coming. And uh, then about in May, once we started realizing what was going on, March, April, May, somewhere in there, uh, that's when the Lord put it on my heart to just hit live on YouTube. I didn't even know what I was going to say, but I knew I wanted to share that dream that the Lord had put in my heart and just share from my heart about the times we were living in. And then ever since then, the Lord just kept putting something on my heart to share. And so that's when I started making videos and, and the Lord has not let me stop since then. Awesome. Awesome. And brother Chad, please let us know, fill us in. How, how'd you start? Um, so my story basically started back in 2011. Um, for time's sake, I'll, I'll keep it short as I can. But basically, I was a Penn State ice hockey pl I played college ice hockey at Penn State University. Captain of my team. I was the jock life, man. You know, uh, high school, you know, football, hockey. And then I was better at hockey, so I ended up going to Penn State and playing there. Um, so I was living it up, living that party life. And then one night in 2011, I came home from hockey practice. And I wasn't saved at the time, but I started uh and I have the whole full testimony on my channel. Uh, it goes over the dreams I had, but I basically came home and over the course of about two or three weeks, I had a series of five dreams uh, that involved me being in my yard that the house I lived at at the time, I was throwing a tennis ball for my dog. My dad was in the dream and my sister was in the dream. And then the trumpet, I heard a very loud trumpet blast. Skies uh, started changing all sorts of incredible colors. Um, and then I had a series of dreams after that involving trumpet blasts uh, and my sister and my dad in the dream. So I was starting to get curious on what I was doing or what I was witnessing in my dream. Cause you know, not every dream is from God as we know. Um, but you know, in my opinion, you know, when something from the Lord, cause you can literally 
imagine or you can picture every detail from the dream and it still sticks with you. Uh, 11 years later, I could still piece by piece, by piece imagine everything that happened in those dreams. So I knew it was from the Lord. Uh, but then eventually I was like, all right, something's going on here. So I actually researched what's trumpets and the sky and things. And then it led me to First Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 16 to 18. Uh, and I said, okay, well, I guess God's trying to get my attention. I started reading the Bible. I got saved. I became so, I was looking around and I said, something's not right. And this was in 2011. So here we are in 2022. And now I'm like, something's definitely not right. Uh, but even in 2011, um, it was it was a little bit wacky back then, but nothing compared to now. So I started reading my Bible. I was looking at what was going on. I just got this passion to be in the Word, and I just wanted people around me to see what was what's going on. That's what really drove my passion to study end times eschatology. I started uh, my channel, and really haven't stopped since. That's kind of my story, briefly. Awesome. Everyone has a story, right? Everyone has a story of how they came to the Lord. And uh, it's incredible to think that, you know, where we once were and now how he changed us from the inside is just an incredible thing. And that's something that religion can't give you. Mm -mm. No religion on earth can change you from the inside. It can give you false hope. But other than that, uh, that's all it gives you. So thank you, gentlemen, brothers in Christ, for coming on with us today to uh, discuss the things we usually discuss about, you know, talk about. And um, so in terms of the Bible, in terms of where we are today, um, I want to know, do all of you, and you know, I'm not saying that you should all say this and sing, but do you believe that we are very close and are some of you actually surprised that we haven't been taken already? Yeah. I think I said that to you, Tyler, right before I texted you earlier. I said, I'm surprised we're still here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I definitely think we're extremely close, and I I am uh, surprised. I think one thing that we've all learned, um, you know, by being watchmen, if you want to call us that, or just by watching for the Lord's return for, for these years, is that uh, you, we can constantly be surprised, you know, and uh, certain things look like they're they're lined up perfectly, and then we can move right on past that and. Uh, that's why one of the things I felt like the Lord has really taught me and put on my heart and something I share often is, um, number one, I, I like to say, fear not, hold fast, eyes on Jesus. And that comes from Exodus 14 is where God gave me that from Moses and the children in, in Israel. And, you know, they were wondering and being led by God, but they kind of were brought to this very unexpected place and it, and it started to freak them out. And it's the, the Red Sea, you know, and, and it looked like, man, we're we are stuck. We need to get out of here, but we're doomed. And then God had Moses tell the children, fear not and stand firm and see the salvation that the Lord will work for you this day. And salvation in Hebrew is Yeshua. And that's where I get eyes on Jesus. See the salvation eyes on Jesus. And so I really believe like we as the church are very much in a similar place now that we're the Lord has led us to be calling out about that. We're in the end times. These are the last days. Clearly, you know, the tribulation and doom is on the horizon and we need to leave. We need to get out of here, but it's not time to freak out or be concerned when things don't work out the way we think they should. 
And uh, so there's another thing that the Lord has also put on my heart to constantly remind myself and also the body of Christ. And that's we don't place our hope in a date. We place our hope in Jesus because Amen. Jesus will never fail us. And he is true to his word. And he, he is coming soon. He said he's coming soon. And he told us what to be looking for. And we see those things. And so we know he's coming soon. And for some people, that drives them crazy. For me and others, all of us to say soon. Uh, but that's the truth. That's the truth of the scriptures. And you're either going to have faith and believe what the word of God says or not. And, and I truly believe it, that we see the things he said to be looking for. And he's coming soon. Amen. Amen. I'm going to add to that, um, Tyler, a brother in Christ, uh, Jeffrey Harbuck, who went to be with the Lord a few years ago. Uh, he actually told me before he passed, it was someone I really looked up to, someone uh, almost like a mentor for me when I first got saved. Um, he passed about five years ago. But before he passed, he told me one thing. He said, Chad, you got to live your life as if today could be the day. Today could be that day the trumpet sounds, because it could be, folks. We're there. <laughs> But also, you need to occupy as if it's years from now. And I'm not saying that it is, folks. I mean, I'm looking around and I'm like, I, got, I told Tyler in a text earlier, I'm surprised we're still here. But again, my faith isn't set in a day, a month, a year. I know it's going to happen. Um, even in 2011, I'm like, it's about to happen. But now I'm like, even more, it's about to happen for real. But we still have to remember while we're still here, yes, we're to be looking up and today could be that day. But also we have to occupy as if it's years from now. I don't, I'm not, I don't believe it is, but we have to have that balance between watching every day, but also while we're still here, while we still have breath in our lungs, to make it sure every day we're sharing the gospel with somebody because we don't know if that trumpet will sound today, if that person's going to be still here, or if they were to breathe their last breath today. Because people are going home, they're leaving, they're leaving uh, their house to go to work, they're getting in car accidents, people are having heart attacks, they're dropping dead, so... We need to make sure the time we have left counts, folks. You know, one thing that um, comes to my mind is 16 and a half years ago, there was a war between Israel and Lebanon that lasted 33 or 34 days, depending on which article you read or whatever. I remember it to be 33 days. But back then, it was a big deal. Uh, it looked like things were leading up towards, a, you know, a bigger escalation of war that hundreds of thousands of missiles possibly were going to be shot off. Ashkelon, Ashdod, so forth, prophecies being fulfilled, and then, uh, you know, possibly then the rapture coming. So that was 16 and a half years ago. Of course, you also have, the, you know, 88 reasons why the rapture must happen in 1988. So just consider that all of those times, you people could have given up at that point and been like, okay, well, it didn't happen. I guess I'm done. But Thank God that he continues to give us the strength in order to continue on and to continue to occupy, as you said. Um, otherwise, people would have given up long ago. So in some respects, is it surprising we're still here? Yes, in some respects, because you can see the progression and how how bad it's, it's just gotten. This world is devolving into a complete and utter mess. And it is going quickly and it is rapidly speeding up into that uh, devolving uh, trajectory. Uh, at the same time, though, the Lord is still working uh, through us, through others. And our people are coming to the Lord in droves. 
especially in other countries. People are learning about Christ. And amen that he hasn't come because more people are, are, are being saved every single day. Uh, he's going to come in his perfect time. And uh, whether that be this year or next or 10 years from now, uh, we'll see how far this devolves. But I can tell you this, we are all watching. And the people on this channel who watch this, uh, this broadcast every week are watching as well. And they keep us on our toes. Their questions and their comments are really good. So it's awesome to see that everyone is focused on the soon coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. It's amazing. It, and it, I, I, I praise the Lord that everybody is, is in that mode. And I think that that's, that's a good mode to be in. You don't want to be too high. You don't want to be too low. You want to be watching. You want to have your, you know, your ear to the ground, but you also want to have your, your looking up. And I, I think that it's a, sometimes a difficult thing to do, but um, the only way you can do it is through the Lord's grace and mercy and having the Holy Spirit work in you every day and keep keeping your ear out there for and being discerning. And I think when you do that, that's when you're in a good spot. Amen. You know, I think God is a, I made a, I made a, I made a promo about this show tonight and I believe God's hand is all over for the fact that you find gentlemen are joining us tonight. We've never had a show like this before. So I'm wondering if something coming down the pike. Okay. I've seen a lot of great videos out there, brothers, sisters in the Lord, making these different charts and, you know, pointing out different alignments about the next two weeks. And, you know, I don't hear anybody making a projection for 10 years from now. Do you? I don't hear any of you guys. I don't hear nothing like that. You know, there's so many things happening right now. For example, we have this guy, Yehuda, whatever his name is, this false messiah, supposedly in Israel. And I love all your reports that you do about him, brother Chad. Because, you know, this guy, he's doing miracles now. We never had a false messiah doing this before, but we do now. Okay, we have five red heifers there. All right, we never had that before, but we do now. Okay, we're on the verge of World War III. We never had that before, but we do now. Okay, so, yeah, there's a lot of incredible things happening right now. And you guys talked about, you know, I can't believe we're still here. I, I can't believe we made it past the beginning of the Shemitah period. A new seven-year cycle. I couldn't believe that. But, and I made a video where maybe we are in this time, you know, the days will be shortened. So maybe that's how it works out. I don't know. But, you know, Jesus told us not to worry about the dates and stuff like that, but be looking for the signs. And I'm sure we're all in agreement that we are just being, you know, just pounded with signs. These things are compounding now. It's not like it was 50 years ago or 30 years ago or 20 years ago or 10 years ago where we're all talking about the same thing because this is the one thing that we found on the internet. Now it's like I got a 50 things to choose from every day. <laughs> you know, when you guys make all your videos, Brother Barry, you sit there and make a nice hour-long video and you can just go right through everything. And I don't know how you do that without editing, so my hat's off to you. Uh, you can do that. <laughs> but Thank you once again, though, guys, for joining us tonight. I believe there's something really special about the fact that this show happened tonight. So thank you. <clears throat> yeah. Can I just say something? Um, because I can't speak for everyone here, but 2017, I thought that was it. I, I, I mean, I, I really thought, if I'm being honest with everybody, uh, September 23rd, 2017, I mean, I didn't literally have my bags packed, but 
<laughs> I, I I really thought that was going to happen. So when that came and went, um, that that threw me for a loop, and I, I know threw a lot of Watchmen's for a loop. Uh, but a year or two ago, I think I was doing an, a night watch live, and I just asked who got saved after nine twenty three. 2017 and then you would see a couple yeah. people 2018 2019 2020 2021 2020 and i used an analogy of like being on an airplane wanting to take off because i have my seat I'm, my luggage is all there i'm ready to go and, and the, there's a delay because the pilot is waiting for others who have bought a ticket to get on board before they take off and i'm like just let's go i mean but for those people that are coming on before we take off a flight, th those people are important to the airline, to the pilot. Um, and if you look, use that analogy with the Lord, those few that are left are quite important to him. Mm. And what on our side seems like a delay to him is like, this is, I, I'm, the, I'm the shepherd that leaves the 99 to get the one that's lost. Mm -hmm. And so when the time is right, it's going to happen. But I'm just encouraged to see, uh, as impatient as I am, how many people already came to the Lord from 2017 to today. And whatever time's left, whether it's a day or another year, uh, he, he's going to, people are still getting saved. People are still coming on flight 777. Amen. They don't need to go to the rapture, do they? I mean, they don't need to go to the tribulation. Sorry. They don't need to go to the tribulation. Yeah. They're gonna, I mean, that, no. that, yeah. The saving thing. I mean, sure, they're saved, but the fact is they came to say salvation before the rapture. That's yeah. huge. That's that big. Is. I mean, that's that's saving a lot of people pain and misery and so forth. So, yeah. you know, you got to be thankful in, the, in that in, in, the, in that way. There are a lot of people that have come to the Lord since that. Uh, the 2017 woke up a lot of people, though, too. I mean, a lot oh, yeah. of people started watching after 2017 or, you know, during 2017 and actually have continued to watch afterwards. So the 2017 was a great sign. I think we all agree on that. And the fact is, is that for the last five years, it's been proven that it was a great sign just because of how it affected so many people. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And Chooch, man, I actually remember taking a uh, partaking in your poll that you did that night and, um, yeah, guys, that's so important to remember because, you know, by the grace of God, you know, I may have grown up in church and spent most of my life running like a Jonah. And from the most part, I feel like <laughs> gave him a run for his money. But, you know, it wasn't until February 16th evening, 17th morning of 2019, right, that I was actually born again and entered mm. into a real relationship with the Lord. So although I remember the celestial sign in 2017. I was actually in the parking lot at work because everyone went outside just to observe it. But um, I was in such a state of disarray and I'm just so grateful to God that he is so long suffering and has pushed this time. Even, I mean, I get it. I'm, I'm worn out, tired. I'm ready. I'm ready to go be with the Lord, but you know, all the glory be to God. If there's more people that can be saved, um, I'm willing to, endure to the end mm. Amen. Mm. a lot of people are asking in chat what happened in 2017 <laughs> oh, right. that's a whole that's a whole other video for us guys i think yeah i mean but in a nutshell though revelation 12 1 and 2 were, were was fulfilled <laughs> there was a great sign in the heavens and um 
it, uh, you can go ahead and read it about what it is, but uh, it was a, it was amazing. It was an amazing time. And uh, there were a lot of things going on that summer of 2017, if everyone remembers. Um, and uh, there were hurricanes, Jose Maria, uh, were, were hurricanes that happened in August, right before September. It was a pretty amazing time. I remember Chooch is like, yeah, yeah, I, I, I remember that. It, it, it was, uh, there was a lot of things leading up to that sign as well. And Solar eclipse, right? We had the solar eclipse yeah. go through. Um, exactly yeah. in April, right? Or mm -hmm. was it August? Sorry, August. Um, Full, yeah, total, total eclipse. Total eclipse. Yeah. We got bookend uh, coming up in 2024, right? April. Yep. April 8th okay. of 2024. Yeah, you know, and and Chooch, I think, it, so when I heard Chooch speaking and Bob speaking, it really, I can tell the Holy Spirit is working in this group of, a group of guys here, because Chooch, you're, you're right. I was, I found myself in the last couple of weeks getting a little, a little aggravated around, hey, why hasn't the Lord, so this is what I felt in my, in my heart, why hasn't the Lord stood up for himself? Does that make sense? Does that sound, mm. um, does that sound kind of, I don't know, a little selfish a little bit to, you know, why, why hasn't the Lord acted on his behalf to, you know, counter what's going on at Sinai? Why hasn't the Lord, you know, done, done something to, to counter all the immorality that's going on in the developed world and those types of things? And then, you know, Chooch, to your point, I, I really was humbled over the weekend and then again today because I was thinking, man, Barry, it's not about, you know, you going in the rapture or you getting over this, that and the other. Or are you seeing Jesus in the sky and in, his, in all his glory? It's about those last individuals being saved, mm. right? It, it's about those last Gentiles coming to a saving knowledge because I, I found myself saying, Lord, why don't you, you know, they're, they're, they're defiling you or they're, they're doing this against you. And they're, and they're, they're doing this against your holy place in Sinai. And they're, they're mocking the temple and they're mocking your creation and they're mocking marriage and they're mocking um, the sacredness of, you know, male, female. And, and I could just feel the Holy Spirit saying, you know, I, I, right. I get it. I, I know I, in, in the end, I won't be mocked and I'll have total victory. Mm -hmm. But, you know, scripture says that all that he's not even going to lose one. He's not even mm -hmm. going to lose one. So it's his, it's his patience and his forbearance to get all the sheep in the sheepfold. We all want to go, <laughs> you know, we're, we're, we're all like, let's roll, you know, like let's roll. And I, I was just like, but Lord, I wanted to, I was like, well, do we need to be like priests of Elijah and like go down there and like set out all these, you know, like start pouring water over, you know, fires and, you know, call fire down from heaven and saying, you know, you guys can't do that on Sinai mountain. Like this is God's holy mountain and like mm. start raging on the end. And I could just feel the Holy Spirit saying, hey, calm down. You know, like this is my plan. I, I'm you. I'm using. I'm. I am patiently forbearing until the last of the sheep are brought into the sheepfold. You know, we're all like so ready to go. And then I wonder if you know, Bob, you brought this up too. I wonder if like a group like this is more unique than it has been in a long time. Like 
we've seen the wheat and the tares. So we've seen the body of Christ over the last 10 years online go through some difficulties where some people have shared some things that are a little off the rails, you know, and we're like, yeah, that's not, that's not really the gospel, <laughs> you know, and, and people have kind of stood up and boldly said, that's not really the gospel. And they've stood strongly against it. Right. Mm-hmm. And yet at the same time, maybe in the last, I would say year to six months, we've seen the true gospel believers really kind of coalesce and come come together in a very unified way. And I, I wonder if that's the Holy Spirit kind of bringing, bringing the wheat together, man, just right before, right before we, what we hope is the soon rapture. I don't know. Maybe that's just me being eager again. I don't, but, but we, you know, we've had these live streams before, but this is really cool to see so many watchmen in one place. <laughs> just kind of encourages me that it might be even more near. I don't know. Just Do you feel loud. like, uh, Barry, that people are, like, some people are being, it's more clear now, and some people are, are being exposed uh, somewhat, and that, like, there's a big, bigger Watchmen community, I think, than ever, watch, watch women as well, that are, you know, basically watching out not only what's going on in the world, but watching out for heresies, yeah. and watching out for, you know, for false gospels being preached as well, and calling that yeah. out, and saying, look, this is the gospel. Not this just watching saying, hey, I saw this, but by the way, this is the gospel of and how you get saved. <laughs> yes, and, and we're all claiming very distinctly and solidly 1 Corinthians 15, 1 to 4, and Amen. Ephesians 2, 8, and 9, and John 3, and those really like Amen. foundational verses. So, right. so people just have like absolute laser clarity instead of kind of what I would kind of, you know, that, that kind of mushy new age. Yeah. yeah, you know, godliness. Well, you just need to get close to God. You know, that's how, how big exactly, can How do I do that? You know how how exactly do I do that? How do I get saved? You know, and I, I agree with you completely. It's not real clear. Yeah, I think some of those messages don't come across very clear. But First Corinthians fifteen one through four is extremely clear. <laughs> I mean, and some of those other verses that you're talking about too, John three sixteen. This is how you know if you believe you're saved. You know, those who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. I mean, th- there are very clear and easy to understand messages. And when you start in bringing confusion, well, that's when you know the enemy has come into that area, just like you said with the wheat. Uh, you know, the tares are, are, they'll come in there and they'll look just like the wheat, but they're not. And they will, and, and but they're getting sifted. Uh, you know, somewhat now, and but you know, like 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 Jesus said, we got to keep them together. We can't we can't just tear them apart right now. We got to keep them together. But it's it's our responsibility though to make sure that people understand, you know, that that, that those messages that they give are heresy, and that the, and that there is actual truth. It's not just as vague and as unclear as you need to get closer to God, or there's many paths to heaven. And you just do something, you don't keep doing good and you'll get there. And I think uh, that the, the message of that starts to seep in uh, into what even people call the Bible. But it's they really don't uh, don't push this to the salvific this, this message yeah. Yeah. of Christ and Christ alone. 
And you guys, you know, Tyler, you had a uh, great um, stream, live stream about three days ago, um, going over that very same thing about the gospel of grace, right? Uh, I thought it was excellent. I really did. I, I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, it. It spoke so much truth. Uh, we're kind of dismantling, if you will, this lordship salvation uh, aspect that is seeping into the church. And it seems as though it's seeping in more and more as we get closer to the Lord's return. Mm. I have to be honest with you, I was kind of leaning toward that direction at one point because mm. it's very easy to be uh, sucked into that area. Don't you agree, Tyler? Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'm I'm so glad that we did that live stream a couple of days ago. It was me, Chad, and Chelsea Bedell. And the whole live stream was about the gospel of grace. And we've gotten so many comments on that video from people who were just saying, you know, I was, I was really struggling in, in my faith and feeling like I'm losing my salvation every other day, or I'm, I'm getting condemnation from this person or this, I just watched this teacher on YouTube. And then I was worrying, you know, am I even really the Lord's and does the Lord still love me? You know, and um, it is so important to constantly go to the cross, go to the gospel and just preach it very, very, Clearly, I, one of the scriptures that I love to read is Romans 3, uh, starting in verse 21. It says, but now the righteousness of God without the law is manifested, being witnessed by the law and the prophets. Even the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ unto all and upon all them that believe. For there is no difference for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God hath set forth to be a propitiation through faith in his blood to declare his righteousness, not ours, his righteousness for the remission of sins that are passed through the forbearance of God to declare, I say at this time, his righteousness that we might be just, sorry, that he might be just, and the justifier of him, which believeth in Jesus. And this is so key to understand that Jesus, uh, it's his righteousness. It, he did the work. He is the one who went up on the cross and paid the price for sin. He's the one who said, it is finished. Mm -hmm. And there's no more work for us to be done as far as to earn our salvation. We can't. Only Jesus can, and he did. And it says we are, you know, we are saved by grace through faith in him. And it says that we are justified by faith in his blood. And he is the justifier of him which believeth in Jesus. And then so if you go earlier or later in Romans chapter five, verse nine, it says, since therefore we have now been justified by his blood, much more shall we be saved with him, um, saved by him, sorry, from the wrath of God. So we are saved by faith in his blood and mm -hmm. salvation comes from by grace through faith. But it also includes being saved from the wrath that is to come. And we very clearly see this tribulation period coming. And so I, I think it's just so important that we encourage the body of Christ in these days to understand, number one, the gospel and how you're justified, who, who the one uh, that paid your your sins is it's Jesus it's and he's the way the truth and the life but 
with salvation, not only comes eternal security, not only comes uh, eternity with him, but also we will be saved from the wrath that is to come. So the, the rapture and salvation are a package deal. Mm-hmm. And there's too many out there these days who are trying to bring in subtly another works-based gospel and say that, well, unless you're watching uh, heavily enough, unless you're um, up on eschatology, unless you're really current on eschatology and you're really watching and you're kind of an uber level Christian, then you're not going to go in the rapture. Mm-hmm. But some Christians are going to be left behind. And that is a works based gospel because Again, going back to Romans 9, it says, Since therefore we have now been justified by his blood, much more shall we be saved by him from the wrath of God. And then you could even go to 1 Thessalonians 5, where Paul says, But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and for a helmet the hope of salvation. So Paul's speaking to the church. He's speaking to believers who are saved. You are saved when you place your faith in Jesus and receive his Holy Spirit and you're sealed under the day of redemption. So what's the hope of salvation if you're saved when you believe? Hmm. The hope of salvation is that package deal, that sealed under the day of redemption moment, which we know as the rapture. Amen. Amen. The redemption of the purchased possession. That's right. right. That's That's what we're all waiting for. And yeah, speaking to the blood, you know, Leviticus 17.11 shows us that the life of the flesh is in the blood, and I give it to you upon the altar to make atonement for your souls. And the wages of sin is death, right? So the Lord's blood paid for all of our sin debt. And I think that's so important to to keep in mind. But, yeah, you you guys are spot on when you're talking about this Pharisee, Sadducee-type mentality that's creeping back in. It's almost like a Isaiah 46.10, the end is declared from the beginning, right? And um, we see that. No new thing is under the sun. In Romans chapter 10, verse 3, we see this coming back, right? And it's um, 10, verse 3, it's for they being ignorant of God's righteousness and seeking to establish their own righteousness have not submitted to the righteousness of God. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone who believes. And it kind of ties back in even to the whole armor of God, because we see when we put on the breastplate of righteousness right it's it's putting on because it's not of our own it's not our righteousness it's the imputed righteousness of god that we put on mm-hmm. amen amen yeah i love to ch- i love to channel tyler you know every time you speak you always you just use a ton of scriptures yeah and that's the way to do it you know that was a great explanation of how grace works great explanation and uh you know brother chad i love how you open your videos, you know, and it sounds the same and you close the same, (laughs) you know? So you've had some experiences, brother Chad, with people in your family, much like me, I came from a Catholic background. So when I teach, when I tell my family about grace, they look like, they look at me like I have antlers coming on my forehead and head and stuff like that. So you evidently have probably some issues with your family. You talked about in your videos too. You want to talk a little bit about that? Well, yeah, I mean, as many of you um, that are watching this tonight, I think there's over a thousand people in the the chat. I think we're all, a lot of us are in the same boat. We have family members, spouses, those closest to us that uh, don't see eye to eye with us on 
sometimes it's on salvation, sometimes it's on eschatology, whatever it is. Um, so doing what we do, it's, it's not easy, folks. It's not. Um, but in terms of, you know, our family members, you know, we, that's exactly what we're told would happen. Not everyone's going to agree with us, but all we can do ultimately is just love them and keep sharing the gospel with them. Um, and when they don't agree with us on things, you know, we still keep doing what we do. Um, and I think, you know, deep down there, there know something's going on and, you know, like that scripture in, uh, first Corinthians three talks about, you know, Apollos planted, you know, it talks about planting the seeds and God provides the increase. So I think, you know, our, our big focus, regardless of what our family would, regardless of what our friends and our coworkers think is just love them and, and keep planting the seeds. Amen. Awesome. Hey, uh, brother Barry, I have a, a question here from one of our subscribers. I think I'll find it right here. It says, uh, here it is. Hey, Bob, ask Barry about the five major signs. Is that something you often talk about? <laughs> yeah, the, uh, the, the five mega signs that I, I'm, I'm always classic for only remembering four. So we'll, we'll see what we can. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll see if my, my migraines let re, let me remember all of them, but so I, I, uh, you know, the first to me is kind of you were in this fig tree where I feel like guys were in the fig tree generation. And really, I, I you know, Tyler's entire entire channel is devoted to it. Right. Um, took me a while to get my dense brain wrapped around generation two, four, three, four. I was like, oh, that's why he has it named after that. Right. Because he's coming after the, the scripture verses related to it. But we're in that fig tree generation. Uh, of May 14th, 1948, up through now. So we're in that in that time frame. So if you take 80 years from Psalm 90, 9010 and you add it up to 2028 and you back off seven years to 2021, or if you back off seven years from the time the Knesset is formed, you're kind of sitting in this 2022 time frame. Or Bro Chooch did a wonderful video at one point about how scripture doesn't always use the exact timing of the of the year, right? We're in that fig tree time period. The the temple is being, you know, rebuilt. I mean, it feels like we're at, at every stage we're in some kind of um, news about the temple, right? Bob, you were talking about the red heifers and then the um, uh, the gold menorah being reestablished and the Levite uh priests being you know trained and all the uh the blueprints are are ready templeinstitute.org is ready to go um brother chad is always talking about isaiah 17 1 so a lot of us have determined that you know to some degree there's got to be or you would imagine that damascus would be involved in some type of conflict between israel and iran mm. are there weapons of mass destruction stored in caches underneath Damascus at some point um, that would cause Isaiah 17.1 to be fulfilled, which is of the, the flattening of the entire city of Damascus. I know we have a lot of brothers and sisters in Christ that live in Damascus. I want to be really clear with them. You know, you will be raptured out. You will, you will not be a part of that destruction. I firmly believe that. Um, we talk about the Revelation 13 foundation 
that you know that all of these healthcare options um i think it was guys was it watchman uh so many new watchmen watchman dan trendell i think just did a video about um the the marking of individuals right and then gosh bro chad i haven't even watched it yet but i saw the the title of the the cbdc's right the central bank digital currencies that are popping up it's the foundation for the revelation 13 mark of the beast really really clearly chad has used the phrase i think for like four or five years casting a shadow and if it casts the shadow then we know it's near and then the fifth would be either the deal of the century or the abrahamic accords tyler and chooch have drawn the the parallel that it, it could be you know it could be cop 27 i mean it could maybe it's cop 27 and the abrahamic accords that the antichrist eventually signs but if all those things are and I would contend that those mega signs have kind of been in place maybe for four or five years. That's why I call them mega signs. Like they haven't really been in place for 20 years. They've been in place for like, for like four years, maybe five. Right. The coalition, it, uh, between Russia, Iran and Syria. Yeah. Is, is a fairly new one in on, on the world history. Right. scale. Right. So I, so I really contend with folks especially like, you know, Tyler just did a recent, he brings this up a lot. Like it's, it's a great point that the mockers are like at fever pitch. Well, the mockers that like to say, well, you've been, you, you guys have been talking about this, you know, since, you know, you know, for like 50 years that Jesus is coming back. No, well, actually the mega signs that we just brought up and that we talk about a lot, haven't been that critical but since maybe the last four or five years. So the, these, these signs of the woman in labor, mm. um, you know, you, we, we didn't have the consecration of the temple, of the altar of the temple until 2019. That was three years ago. We didn't have the ability to track people through 5G until when? I mean, when did 5G come around? Like 2020. We didn't have the Abrahamic Accords until 2017. I mean, these are all fairly, these are fairly recent events. So when people, oh yeah, you guys are, you know, you guys are, you guys are old news. We've been talking about this stuff forever. No, these are, these are labor contractions. The baby's ready to go. And we're, I, I love Tyler's point. We're just running out of normal. We're just, we're just running out of time for this all to stretch. By the way, when I said Syria, I actually meant Turkey. <laughs> Turkey, Turkey, Russia, yeah. and Iran. I mean, yeah. you, you remember that that picture of those three leaders all, mm. you know, holding the hands together? It's like it just it's seared in the I'm sure we've all seen it. Um, it's seared in your brain because it's it's something that was so unusual on the world scale to have these three. But it, but when you look at Gog Magog, that's those are exactly the key nations, the three key nations that it, that it lists are, yeah. are right there: Turkey, Russia, and Iran. Uh, and they go by the old names, of course. They go by, uh, you know, Rosh, uh, Gog, and uh, Tubal, and Meshach, and Persia, and Tog. To uh, what? Garma. Uh, Garma. Exactly. So the, the, those old ancient. Uh, nations 
are Turkey, Russia, Iran today. And they, they are they are right there on the doorstep in a Syria, which is like Damascus is like what, 75% destroyed? It's not it's not uninhabitable at this point. But Barry, you make a good case for it could be uninhabitable very quickly if some strike happens and then if there are weapons that are there if those go off as well i mean that is a that's a chain reaction event that could cause yeah. that 171 to be fulfilled immediately and 171 is one of those kind of things that is like boom you know overnight it is yeah. it's it's dust it, and so yeah, I think you're right. I think all of these things, uh, I think the key word, and this, this word's come up a lot in the last few years, convergence. Convergence. Like everything that Jesus said that was going to happen in the beginning of sorrows is happening. We have this call now, and we've been talking about this, and Bob's been mentioning a lot too, about what about a worldwide famine coming? Have you heard that warning coming? Well, that's part of the of the things that are in the beginning of sorrows. So yeah, I, I think mm -hmm. you're right, Barry. I think that no time like this has ever happened where Israel is now a nation. We have it, these things all set up. We're going through birth pangs. We can feel it. We can feel when something hits. And then man, I would say this 2021 that we're still kind of experiencing the ripple effects of has got to be the biggest one of all time because that changed the entire world. Amen. You know, you talk about Damascus. I just watched a video, and this video was a barbershop. And it says the best barbershop in the world, and is in Damascus. And you know what? It wasn't that bad of a place. It looked pretty nice. <laughs> so Damascus is still operating as a city. Yeah. In order for Damascus, Damascus to do no longer be a city, for that to be fulfilled, there has to be not one single living human being in the city. Right. The people make the city, not the buildings. The people make the city. Okay. So that has not been fulfilled yet. Yeah, a lot of parts of it is a pile of rubble, but so is Chicago. Okay, but there's still people living there, right? So <laughs> yeah, but you, if you have radioactivity going all over the city, like uh, something like what Barry's talking about, you cannot live there. Yeah, mm -hmm. I have an interesting story possible. actually about about all of that because it has been incredible to watch that coalition of Turkey, Iran, and Russia come together and. Um, about, I would say four years ago, I had a, a client of mine who um, I ended up somehow doing business with this guy. And he is the number two largest, um, uh, what's the word, marketing firm in Israel. And he's based in Jerusalem. So he, he's a huge marketing uh, firm in Israel and does TV commercials and everything over there. And so after we concluded our business, I sent him an email, actually. And I said, you know, I don't care what this guy's going to think. I've got I'm going to share what the Lord's putting on my heart to share with him. And so I emailed him and said, hey, the Bible says that in the coming years, you're going to see Russia and Turkey and Iran align together against your country, against your nation. Mm -hmm. And at that time, you know, Russia was very friendly with Israel. And, and we did not at all have the situation that has developed into what it is now at that point. And so, you know, I often think what, if he remembers that, or if he realizes what's even going on, but I think it's so important that we use uh, prophecy in the Bible as an evangelism tool, because it's the only book in the world. God is 
the only one who can declare the end from the beginning. And so we have a very unique point in history right now to be showing people, look, God said this is going to happen. And they're seeing it begin to happen before their eyes. And I, I also did a video um, on this topic on Isaiah 17 uh, last year or the year before. I can't remember where I actually show video of one of Saddam Hussein's generals who defected. And he is on video stating that he knows for a fact they sent weapons of mass destruction to Damascus and that they are buried under Damascus. They are underground in mm -hmm. Damascus. And he says that's where we sent them and that's where they are. And so wow. who knows if mm -hmm. something were to happen? I mean, I, he, he seems to believe that Israel keeps a very, very close eye on what's over there. They know what's over there. And if anyone were to try and move it or use it, uh, Israel would have to do something about it. And so just look at the situation the world is in right now. Look at what's going on with Israel, what's going on with Iran. It's not far-fetched to, to believe or to posit that something like that could occur at any moment now, that they would be forced into basically preserving their lives by striking first. It, it could happen really at any moment. It's a complete tinderbox over there. It's really not surprising that that is where they could be, considering the prophecy of Isaiah 17. Um, there's two point, Bob, I just looked it up. There's 2.5 million people currently living in Damascus. Wow. That's a, that's a still a pretty big city. Yeah. <laughs> it's still pretty active. So Bible prophecy, at least that part of it, has not been fulfilled yet. And I think that has something to do with the rapture resurrection you know, it'll take place, rapture will take place right before it or during or right after it. And if, if Damascus just, if that, what you're saying is true, that those nukes are buried under the city, then the powers that be that are controlling them, you know, they're going to follow a script. And when they do that, it's just going to light this whole world on fire. They're probably going to blame it on Israel. You know, mm. turn the whole world against Israel. That's mm. kind of like the whole thing. What happened to you, Greg? They had they found that uh that they found that nuke floating around New York City last year. Remember that? And who knows? Oh, if yeah. that's the only one they found. <laughs> yeah, you I know? mean that was a little scary to think. You know, but uh, who knows? I mean, there's 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 been talk about Washington D.C. too. Mm -hmm. So you know, I don't know. Some of this stuff is speculation. Some of it's rumor. Um, you know, hearsay, but. The point is, I mean, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on. Things can happen at any point, folks. And uh, we're really here to tell you, listen, are you ready? Are you ready to meet Jesus? Because none of us here are guaranteed tomorrow. All right. Mm -hmm. So even if, uh, I mean, we, we have our eyes focused on Jesus coming back. He could come back for any one of us at any point individually in our own personal lives. None of us guaranteed tomorrow, folks. So don't wait. Amen. You know, I personally think that when we're looking at all this, there's a part of us that is saying, I can't believe this hasn't broke out in the Middle East yet. I can't believe that hasn't happened yet. Uh, I, and, you know, all these riots have happened and the whole COVID thing. And, and I think it comes down to the restrainer. Mm. To me, it's, it's evidence that there's a force, a spiritual force, uh, holding this back because yeah. this is like a dam that wants to bust open 
And I believe that the Holy Spirit has been the one, the Holy Spirit may be working through the church, it's been the one that's restraining. And when the rapture happens and the restrainer steps to the side, all hell is going to break loose, literally. Mm -hmm. and, and a lot of bad things are going to happen in a very short period of time. Uh, that's mm -hmm. that's the power of the Holy Spirit just restraining right now. And that's mm -hmm. why I think it's just like time is short, but the restrainer's holding back for those to get saved that will get saved. And when he he's taken out of the way, it's going to get it's going to be hell on earth. It's going to be ugly quick. Yeah. The, the wicked one is going to be revealed. The Antichrist is going to be revealed, and uh, Satan is ultimately going to get thrown down and be on the earth and confined to the earth. And woe to those who are inhabiting the earth at that time. And that and that's the that's the thing. That's what we have to, we have to remember. The rapture is awesome, and a lot of people are like, "Yes, let's get out of here." But you have to remember, like, shortly thereafter, not not exactly sure how long, but certainly not that long. That's when wrath is poured out, and um, you really. I guess in, in some ways, like I said before, you kind of just, if you're still here, make the most of that time. You know, don't let it go to waste. Don't be an evil or lazy servant, as, as it's called in the Bible. Don't be that one that's been given a talent and buries it and says, I know you're a hard master. And then the hard master says, I'm not a hard master, actually. Uh, and But <laughs> since you did this, I'm going to take yours and I'm going to give it to somebody else. And you don't want to be in that boat. So I'd say, yeah, just make the most of this time. And certainly there's, this is not a time to be bored. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> there is so much stuff going on every day that the, that that's part of the amazing, I think time about the time that we live in is that yes, we are on the cusp. We feel like we're in this almost transitionary period between the age of grace and going into the tribulation, like we're right there on the precipice, but there's so many things to watch that we're not necessarily just caught up in that, that thing only we're watching everything. And so it's a, it's certainly an exciting time to be alive. I like your message a lot there, Chooch. I think that it really resonates with a lot of people. You know, I love um, the fact, you know, let's, uh, since we're all here, why don't we address the fact of uh, all these people out here that say there's no such thing as a pre-tribulation rapture? Okay, I know we all believe in it. Um, I I always talk about uh, when we're talking about the hand of restraint, the body of Christ. Okay, what does the body of Christ do according to our Apostle Paul? We don't wrestle with flesh and blood, but we wrestle with prince of powers, powers of darkness. Okay, and what it means to wrestle, it means to restrain. It means to hold back. Okay, so if we're able to wrestle with these guys, we are a match for them. Okay, we mm -hmm. can hold them back. That's our narrative. Okay, now, what happens after the rapture resurrection? There's a new group of people, the tribulation saints, and the book of Revelation, chapter 12, chapter 13, read all about it. What's their narrative? They are overcome by the beast system. They get railroaded. Okay, they're a speed bump. Okay, that's what happens to them. That's their narrative. So if people are going to say that we stay here and go through the tribulation, how's that going to work? Are we just going to step aside after 2,000 years and let these guys go right by and then suffer the consequences? No. Kevin made a great point last week, and we talked about this. You know, if we are supposed to be overcome by these guys during the tribulation, then why didn't they overcome us 2,000 years ago? 
Exactly. Okay. We've been restraining them for 2,000 years, the body of Christ. Okay. We've been restraining them. But the day is coming where this wrestling match is going to end. It's going to end at the last trump. <laughs> okay. Oh. That trump is going to sound and we are going to leave. Okay. And then there will be a dispensational change. A new guard gets set in place, which will be the uh, tribulation saints. So that's one of my arguments about that's just one. Yeah. Does somebody else want to chime in? Um, yeah. I mean, um, I totally agree with you, Bob. And just looking at Galatians 5 19 through 23, it says, Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these adultery, fornication, uncleanliness lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, or hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, and heresies. Envyings, murders, drunkenness, revilings, and such of the like, of which I tell you before, as, as I told you in times past, that they which do these things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. So we have the restrainer, the Holy Spirit, working through us to wrestle against these principalities and powers, right? Because it, that's what gives us the fruit of the spirit, right? We have the joy, the peace, the long suffering, the gentleness, the goodness, and the faith, meekness, temperance against such as no law. But when that restrainer is pulled away, this is the works of the flesh, right? That we're going to see totally manifested. And there's not going to be any Holy Spirit holding that back from the, from people. And it's going to get pretty, pretty heinous, I would say mm -hmm. during this time frame. and um, God help us. And, Thank you, Jesus, for your long suffering. And I just pray just as uh, what Greg said, we're not guaranteed tomorrow. You know, today is the day of salvation. We do not want to be or no one wants to be in a position where this is literally all you have to look forward to. And man, that's to me, that's a frightening prospect. Amen. Crazy. Once um, people think it's bad now. I mean, once the restrainer is taken out of the way, uh, it's, it's going to literally be hell on earth. Um and that's that's one of my biggest motivations to do what we do, all of us here, as many videos as we can, give the gospel to everybody we can, because you know we don't want them here for that time. We don't. You, I mean, people. I don't think people really can comprehend what's coming. You can sit there and tell them this is what the Bible says and whatnot, but I don't think just imagining once the restrainer's taken out of the way. Uh, how dark it's really going to be, and it's it's going to be it's going to be bad. Yeah, there's not going to be any light. No. Um, and, and like and Bob, I'm glad that you brought up what I what I mentioned because I actually forgot that I did. <laughs> but it's but then you mentioned it and I'm like that that completely makes sense because you cannot have a tribulation unless something is removed first. Otherwise, the tribulation would have already started. Okay? Mm -hmm. So you've got to have some big event that occurs and at the end of all these dispensations that we've talked about before, and if you don't like the word dispensation, fine, time, time periods of things, there's always been a big event that's occurred. And it's always been like this major public event as well. So, I mean, there's probably nothing more public than, than Christ on the cross uh, dying for the entire uh, the sins of the entire world. I mean, that is that's it. I would say close second, though, is the rapture of the body of Christ. I mean, that is a huge deal that is going to completely fundamentally change this world as it is. And the light is going to be removed. And, Chad, you're absolutely right where 
I don't think people can really fathom what's on the other side of that because it hasn't been like that. I mean, not since really the days of Noah when you only had eight people in the entire world that had the light. <laughs> Everybody else was in darkness, and so it was extremely close to that because you're only talking about eight people. That's why Jesus says, like, like in the days of Noah, it's going to be like when the Son of Man comes again. I mean, when we leave, it is going to get really rough. And I'm telling you that, the, that there's, there's hope and there's comfort in the rapture. For those who say that the rapture comes at the end and you've got to hopefully be able to work your way or make your way through the tribulation, they have not read 1 Thessalonians 4.18. There is no comfort in those words <laughs> and that's and and the 15 through 17 verses talk about the rapture and then it says therefore comfort each other with those words well when they say you're gonna die in the tribulation unless you can fight against the antichrist i don't see any comfort in that <laughs> mm -hmm. what do you think brother chooch i know you love talking about the pre-tribulation rapture what do you think is your best argument for the pre-tribulation rapture or what is your favorite argument for a pre-tribulation rapture. <clears throat> well, there's there's plenty, but you know, you you really stop and think about the Pauline letters and how much instruction is for the body of Christ once you're saved, mm -hmm. uh, and the process of sanctification. That because once you're saved, the Lord is using the Holy Spirit to work in you to be more and more like Christ, to be more and more holy, set apart. And you have instruction in so many different ways, so many different facets, uh, how, the, how the church should assemble and, and, and function and structure and what to do if some brothers in sin and all, all these things. And you have all these wonderful Pauline letters and, and other letters in the New Testament. And you don't read one word, really, about what the church needs to do when the time of tribulation comes, the tribulation period. Right. And that, that to me is, is highly significant because would not the Lord, if he, if he had planned that his bride was going to go through this terrible period of time, that he would give at least one paragraph <laughs> devoted to that. Uh, and, and you just don't see that. However, in Matthew 24, for the Jews uh, that are around during the time of the abomination of uh, desolation, mm. they're told what to do. Yeah. So it's in there for the Jew the, during the tribulation period, but you don't, you just don't see that with the church. Right. And so that's one, I think, very strong argument that you could make uh, for pre-trip rapture, because why give instruction if you're not going to be there? Amen. So, what about you, Brother Barry? Yeah, so, uh, you know, I think similar to Bro Chooch, there's a lot of arguments. I always think of Revelation 3.10. So, you know, we're not, we're not appointed to, we're not appointed to wrath for sure. And then after, what is it? After the, after chapter four, the church, the Ecclesia is not mentioned again until chapter 19. Uh, and, and, and we know the Bible is completely true. It is completely inerrant. There is no question that that word is, is not at all in scripture from four until 19 so where where if if the church according to mid and post trippers is to go through all of that time period then why is it where where is ecclesia where where is the church mentioned 
mm-hmm. in all of that in all of that conversation. And then I think we just also speak to the character of God, right? Um, I think it was is it the movie Before the Wrath? I don't know if you guys have seen the movie Before the Wrath. And then Tyler, I think that's what Tyler and Chad are you or Tyler and Chelsea and you guys did a video and you called it Before the Wrath. I think it's yeah, a, Chad. A, with the Tyler and Chad and right an apt title, right? But the, the movie before the raft talks about the Galilean wedding. Look, guys, I think I think y'all know the whole premise behind the Galilean wedding. But you know, essentially the 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 woman prepares for what could be up to a year, year and a half in this um in this in this effort to be ready for the groom. And literally at, at times sleeps in her bridal gown for what could be weeks, days, weeks, months, even up to a year, which I, I would imagine would be somewhat uncomfortable. I don't know much about the ancient bridal gowns and those types of things, but she's ready and even tense and even anxious and somewhat excited, kind of like what we all are right now, even though over an extended period. And our bridegroom is is not just by his character going to kick our door in drag us out of the house grab our forearm um and and just and and take us to a guillotine or you know throw us in a jail cell beat us up um drag us behind the drag us behind a truck um put us under a noose um slap us around you know, beat, beat the bride. I mean, it's just, it's, it's a ridiculous premise. Uh, the, the whole point of beating the bride so that she's found worthy is just, it, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. It's just, it's not even, it's, it's not in God's character outside of the scriptures that we read as well, if that makes sense. Right. I gotta, I gotta jump in on this one too. Cause this, I mean, this is one of my absolute, favorite things to talk about and not like i love chooch's point i love your point chooch that it's just absolutely conspicuously absent of any instruction to the ecclesia the church uh, for what to do during the tribulation period but not only that it is over and over and over from every possible angle in the scripture precisely and specifically that we will not be here for Mm -hmm. that time of tribulation and the bible proves it from countless different angles in fact i have a whole playlist on my channel with 16 videos now that i've done about proving the pre-tribulation rapture i mean you can go through typology you can go through just straight up scripture you can take revelation 310 which is my favorite scripture you can go through all these different ways of showing that the pre-tribulation rapture, not only is it in the Bible, it's from the beginning to the end of the Bible. And some people will scoff and they'll say, well, the, the, the rapture is not in the Old Testament and the church is not in the Old Testament. Well, that's not what the scripture says, because Paul specifically says that Isaiah was speaking of the church. When he says that the Lord would reveal himself to a foolish nation and that they would become his people. Paul said in in the New Testament, that's the church. Paul said that the church is in the Old Testament. And Paul also said that the rapture is a mystery. 
that has now been revealed through his ministry. But the very word mystery means it's something that has always been there. It was the plan from the beginning. And yeah. it was there and hidden in plain sight from the beginning. And now that it's been revealed and we have the Holy Spirit to understand these things and these things have been unsealed, we can see it there. And so you can read like even in Isaiah in, in Isaiah 26, when it talks about, you know, come my people into your chamber, chambers and hide yourselves for a little while, as it were, until the indignation be overpassed because the Lord is coming out of his place to judge the iniquity of the world. And so you just can go from every conceivable way you can sh prove and show that is the firm truth of scripture that Jesus Christ, who referred to himself as the groom, and mm -hmm. the scriptures refer to us as the bride. Paul says, I am jealous of you over you with godly jealousy to present you as a chaste virgin to one husband, Jesus Christ. And so it's just over everywhere in scripture that Jesus is coming back for his bride. We are to be caught up with him in the air. Revelation 3.10 says the judgment's coming upon everyone that dwells in the face of the earth. Mm. And we know... If that judgment's not going to come upon us, we can't be on the face of the earth. And in fact, that's what scripture says. We're caught up in the air to meet him. And Jesus says, I go to prepare a place for you in my father's house so that where I am, you may be also. That's up there, not down here. So you just can't get around it in scripture. It is the truth of scripture. I think what you bring up, uh, Tyler, is a great point. And But I think there's also going to be a mix of... Uh, people in here who are watching and uh, also those who are in terms of rightly dividing the word of truth. Uh, Brother Chad, you know, you know what I'm talking about. You know, uh, Chris, uh, he's spoken to you a number of times also about oh, who the church is, right? Who the body of Christ is now after mm -hmm. Paul revealing that mystery. And so I think there, even as um, with people who mix the two, uh, I think with your viewpoint, Tyler and uh, Barry, I think uh, if if uh, negating any type of dispensation where we are, and even if we are in the revelation at all, even you know a, a hint of the church being in the revelation or body of Christ rather, right? That is something that where we can even agree upon that the rapture is there, even whether one person is in understanding of the dispensations, uh, the timings, or they are considering the church as being one uh, specifically uh, coming from um, from Christ and not the body of Christ referring to Apostle Paul. There's there's different viewpoints here, folks. And um, you, if you if you're new to uptimes, we've we've been introduced in April to um, to the understanding of rightly dividing the word of truth. Um, and and this this comes from a point of a perspective of uh, where was Apostle Paul? Who is Apostle Paul and who is he to the Gentiles specifically, right? Um, so there is a little bit of, of uh, different understanding in that, in that perspective. Um, I'm not someone who's going to say, listen, it's, it's, completely, it's completely out and uh, we're going to throw the baby out with the bathwater here. Mm -hmm. um, there's still aspects to Book of Revelation where I look at it and I say, this makes sense because it sounds like he's referring to the body of Christ in some areas here. And it, and I don't know that we all have it figured out. And if anybody who's in rightly dividing, if they are say they, they have it all figured out, 
I'm, I'm going to question a little bit um, about that person's heart and where, where, you know, where they are with their walk uh, with Jesus. Um, Greg, these were actual letters as well. Yeah. They, these were, they were letters sent to the churches at the time. Okay. Mm-hmm. So th- these, um, so for those to say that it had nothing to do with any Christian whatsoever, except for those in the tribulation, then there aren't they throwing out the entire premise of the letters themselves and and, wh- and who they were written to at the time. So yeah, if if someone goes into the understanding of rightly dividing and where they where they f- believe that uh, that the churches that's spoken of there are Jewish churches as well or synagogues. But there are some areas within there that you start saying, okay, well, no, maybe he's maybe he's actually speaking about church, but it's um, it's talking about the kingdom, right? The kingdom gospel, and then the gospel of grace, right? So this is something we 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 brought up. We've been introduced to back in April. Um, listen, we're still praying about it. We're still reading, mm-hmm. studying God's word uh, on this topic. But what I'm my main point here is. Either way, whether you believe that side or this side, um, whether the dispensations or, you know, body of Christ or the kingdom, you know, the gospel kingdom, church, there's still a rapture. Mm. Either way, you still see it. It's undeniable. And yet you still have these people out there saying, I don't see it in there at all. You're injecting it into scripture. We've just come up with just a a few examples here where we're not. So... Mm. That's where I want to go with that, because they're going to be there's a mixture here, a, a crowd, a mixture of crowd. And some people may get upset about, you know, mixing certain things here and there. But the point is, we all agree upon a rapture, a pre-tribulation rapture. Jesus is coming back for us. OK, prior to the time of Jacob's trouble. And we believe Jesus is the King of Kings, Lord of Lords. He is our Lord and Savior. Amen. And, uh, but there's a, there is a stark difference, though, between what happens at the rapture and what happens when Jesus comes at what's known as the second coming. Okay, Jesus is descending into the clouds, and we are being caught up in the air to be with Him. Okay, that that is a much different scenario than Jesus returning with ten thousands and thousands of His saints and actually setting foot upon the Mount of Olives. Those are obviously two different things that are occurring there. They're, they're, they, they couldn't even possibly be the same. Also, yeah. we've talked about there's a group of people in Revelation 5 that are around the throne that are singing praises and are all happy and are glorifying him. And then there's this group of people that after the fifth seal gets opened, they're under the altar and they're calling for vengeance. They're obviously they're different groups of people and, and during and and can have experienced different different circumstances. So I mean something had to happen between those those periods of time. But like between a group of people being up there and then a group of people being martyred and then calling out two different things. So yeah. I mean, in addition to that, I, I think listen, overall you can you can you can probably we could say all this until our ears bleed. Okay. And people will be like, ah, I, don't I just don't see it. But what, what they really are missing is the character, the character of God. And I think, Tyler, you mentioned that. And it's so true that all throughout Scripture and even exoscripture, exoscripture, outside of Scripture, if you ever read the, read the book of Solomon, 
that that book is is a rapture book. <laughs> I mean, it is it, it's pretty amazing. Uh, uh, and and I I really like the fact that you mentioned that it's been the plan all along, and that it is a mystery that was revealed. It's not some. It's not a new creation, and therefore it is revealed. It is revealed within that mystery. When you get a mystery revealed, you get to see things that actually point to that and are clues to that. And I think that the Isaiah uh, passage, in, I think it's 27 that you mentioned, is um, exactly one of those things. Because you'll start seeing now all of a sudden when you're, the mystery has been revealed in you and your eyes are open to that, now all of a sudden you'll start seeing it all over the place. And I think that's what we do. We see it all over at the Bible. We see it through God's character. We see it through patterns and uh, past events that point to rapture type moments. I, I, I just, think, I, I just think that you, that for those who don't um, uh, embrace it and believe it, I think they're missing out on a blessed hope on a comfort. And it's, it's, it's sad because I think that that's one thing that, that we all probably agree upon is that when someone says that on your channel and they start going into comments, they're like, yeah, you got to go through the wrath. You're going to have to go through the tribulation or whatever. The first thing you feel is just sad for them. It's like, I wish you could feel the joy and the hope mm -hmm. that, that I have and that I know. <laughs> That's why you yeah. are here, right? Yeah. 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 And I, I kind of think it's some, I mean, you know, I guess everyone definitely has their own opinions about this kind of thing, but I think it kind of goes back a lot of times to just a pride because people want to just try to go back to justifying themselves why they deserve it or earn it. And going through that time frame in their mind is somehow making them a stronger, bigger Christian or that they want to, you know what I mean? And it's, it's just, it's really sad because like Kevin was saying, thousand percent agree with you, Kevin. It just speaks to the character and the nature of God. And when you see those consistent patterns echo throughout scripture, it's something that you can find not only just comfort, but no one can, you can't be tossed to and fro with every wind of doctrine anymore because it's an established baseline that's just completely congruent throughout scripture. And I think that is something that when the Lord opens our eyes through the humility and the humbling process of being like, Hey, I surrender. I don't know everything. And God leads us into that journey of understanding his nature, who he is. And we see that echo throughout it's one of the greatest things that we'll ever experience. And, you know, I, I, I tend to believe that sometimes we sell short this experience on earth because as far as I'm aware of, of course, in scripture, there's never going to be a time like this where we're going to be walking in relationship with the Lord in this particular fashion. So I just wanted yeah. to throw that out there. You know, um, you know, if it was like a year, I think it was like a year and a half ago there, Greg, that uh, we had Scotty Clark come on our channel and right. he kind of introduced me to rightly dividing. And uh, you know what? I went, when I heard about that, I learned it. And then it's like I went all the way to the left with rightly dividing. Then I came back. Remember how I went through all that? And I mm -hmm. kind of started settling in the middle. Kevin know? definitely does. <laughs> and I said some pretty mm -hmm. wild things. Where I was like super rightly dividing, you know. But then, you know, they talk about, you know, we're, we're all here. We all believe in the same thing. We all we all believe here that we are saved by grace through faith. It's not a works. All right. It's a gift from God. Ephesians Ephesians 2, 8, 9, we're sealed to the day of redemption, Ephesians 4, 30, okay? The rapture resurrection is a gift from God. Our eternal life is a gift from God, and we're all in agreement about that. 
We all yeah. believe in Jesus Christ as Savior. We all believe in his works alone to get saved. You know, when it comes to titles and stuff like that, well, I see people out here arguing, we're, we're the bride of Christ. We're the body of Christ, you know. <laughs> we're not going to worry about titles when you get up there, right? Let Jesus take care of the titles, okay? But the fact of the matter is uh, these brothers here, um, all you guys are doing a great job tonight. I know there are people here with mixed uh, thoughts on different things, you know, and ultimately in the end, you know, we really don't have it all figured out. None of us do. Okay, we have an idea. We, we do interpret the word. But the main thing is here is that, uh, you know, we all here believe in the finished works of Jesus Christ for our salvation. Once we are born again, we are always born again. And the fact that our spirits are born again and sealed to the day of redemption, the fact that that element is in place in you, when that trumpet goes off, that element in you is going to play a part in your changing from mortal immortality. Okay, I think we're all in agreement here when I say that you must have the indwelling Holy Spirit in order to be raptured. Go you ahead, say, Bob. Amen. You need to Amen. have that. You need to be changed Amen. on the inside. Amen on that one. Okay, and I'll right. close with this, Romans 8, 10, 11. And I love this verse. It says, and if Christ be in you, that's the Holy Spirit, the body is dead because of sin. All right, we have a, we have a man nature yeah. and a spirit nature. Our man nature is sinful, spirit nature is full of sin. I mean, the uh, spirit nature is glorified like God. It says there, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead, the Holy Spirit, dwell within you, all right? You're born again, spirits dwelling within you. He that has raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal body by the spirit that dwelleth within you. So that spirit Jeez. that dwelleth within you changes you from the inside out at... Yeah. The trumpet call. And here's one thing I want to say about the trumpet call. First Thessalonians 4, 16, 17. He descends from heaven with the shout, voice of an archangel, trumpet of God. Think about this. The shout is, come up hither. Chad, come up hither. Michael, come up hither. And you're, I was like, you hear the voice of him, and then the trumpet goes off that changes your body. So the it. voice gets your attention, and then the trumpet goes off that changes your body. Okay, another way of looking at it this way too. When that voice comes, when a voice goes off, when he when he shouts your name, and I believe he's going to shout everybody's name, you will hear your name at the at the trumpet call when he shouts. I don't know how that works, but I believe <laughs> I believe that's how it's how it's going to happen. When he shouts, we'll all hear our names, and we will be changed in the moment twinkling of an eye. And then that trumpet will go off, which is a call of the camp. And that's what the Israelites did when they called the camp to come forward. And meet, they blew a trumpet. Okay, so it also could play out that way too. But nothing's going to happen for you unless you have that indwelling Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 And you got to uh, like that uh, picture you painted there, Bob. Hmm? Oh yeah, my pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let anyone deceive you, folks. Uh, there's, you know, some people. You see a lot of videos out there. People saying, "Oh, only two percent of." Christians are going to be raptured. The first trap, you hear these uh, 65, or not 65, but uh, partial rapture theory. 2% are going to be raptured. Then 10%, you hear all these different numbers. Everyone that is born again that has the indwelling Holy Spirit, when that trumpet sounds, you are going to be called up. Yeah. Now, we know that multitudes get saved during the tribulation. There will be tribulation mm -hmm. saints. So, yes, people can still get saved during the tribulation period, although I wouldn't wish that upon anyone. It's going to be horrific. Um. Uh, 
But however, at the time of the rapture, there is no only only two percent of Christians are going to be caught up. And the other 98 percent, you know, all these different videos you'll see, folks. No, Scripture makes it very clear. Uh, if you're saved, you have that indwelling Holy Spirit. When the restrainer is taken out of the way, you are taken. So don't can, 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 I, can I make a guess, Chad? Is it is it in every one of those instances when the person says the two percent are going to go that they are part of the two percent? Yeah, it's it's just what Which I was going to say. Kevin. They always seem to be in the two percent. Yeah, you know, it? it's like <laughs> right. it's like the Jehovah's Witnesses of old. Yeah, it's like one hundred forty-four thousand. Like we have over one hundred forty-four thousand members. Well, hmm, now well, we have a problem. Uh, well, there's different layers of the 144,000. Right. This is the right. same kind of thing. It's like the 2%. I'm in the 2%. You're not. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Yeah, that's funny, Chad. I agree with you. You always hear that, too. It's like, oh, and by the way, if you're not this or that, you're not going to go in the rapture or you're not saved. If you smoke cigarettes, you're going to hell. And I right. don't smoke cigarettes, so I know for a fact that I'm not going to hell. But if you right. smoke cigarettes, you're going to hell. This is the type of heresy that's out there right now, though. So it is, Kevin. It's everywhere. If you, you know, if you weren't, if you weren't uh, sprinkled, or if you weren't dunked, you know, right. or you have to be, you know, you had to be dunked in this church, or you had to be, yeah. or you had to. You, you guys know a big one too. You know, you have to be a member of this church congregation. That's going around a lot too. It's like, right. oh my goodness, it's just. Sad. No, it's it's Chad. Chad hit the gospel. Yeah. Bob, you hit the gospel. All you guys hit the gospel just perfectly on. But I think that's the other side of these end times is there's all this like not literal every day. There's a new nonsensical kind of falseness going out of of some like new either addition <laughs> additional to a way to be saved or. Uh, addition to a gospel option, and it's just—it's absolute craziness. It's—it's heresy. Why why are people continuing to put other people under the law? I mean, it is just—yeah—it's so disturbing that it's still going on over two thousand years now, where they're still doing this, and it's like, give it a rest, people. I mean, when are you ever going to give up? But Satan is never going to give up, and you know it's coming from Satan himself of inserting himself into that area so that he can confuse and distract and deceive people. And yeah. it's, 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 I, I appreciate you guys so much uh, because we, we are always continually working to make sure that, that the truth is continuing to be, it's, it's continuing to go out there and that we're combating these evil spiritual forces every day. It's just like Ephesians six twelve says, where, I mean, we're not fighting against flesh and blood. We, we know this is a spiritual war. We can feel it every day. For some people to say, oh, you guys never experienced persecution. You're not getting your heads chopped off or whatever. Okay, well, that's like maybe the ultimate persecution. But certainly there are levels of persecution along the way. And the more that you talk about the truth, the more you get persecuted by people. And that that is absolutely the truth. And I, I felt that firsthand when I started working uh, and doing Left Behind. Uh I mean, immediately it was just attacks and lies and stuff all over the place. I was writing that thing and they were telling me what I was writing. And I'm like, I know what I'm writing and I'm not writing that. And and it was just pure, straight up lies. And that's what uh, the enemy will do. They'll just try, they'll just try to deceive people. Yeah. You remember so, you said, Kevin, that during this time right now, 
the lines are starting to get blurred. They are. Okay. They're starting to get blurred now. And I think that's by design because, mm -hmm. you know, there's a lot of people out there that are preaching that we're saved by our works. Okay. And we know that in Galatians 2.16, knowing that a man is not justified by the works of law, but by the faith of Jesus Christ. Okay. So we are saved by grace through faith, not of works. But there is an army building right now. And I believe this army is building for a reason. And why ever God's why does God is doing it this way? It's just the way it's working. Uh, hmm. When the tribulation begins, God will have an immediate army on the ground that will be in agreement with the 144,000, the two witnesses, and that Revelation 14 angel when he starts preaching the works gospel. Mm -hmm. They're going to be like, yeah, 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 that's right. Yeah, the rapture took place, and I was wrong, but hey, you know what? Yeah, we'll get it right this time. <laughs> and any, oh, and anybody who has an after the rapture thumb drive. <laughs> because, I mean, I, I don't know if you guys have one in your place, but I, I've got one in my place. There's a lot of watchers and a lot of people that I know have an after the rapture thumb drive in their house. And when somebody's rummaging through it, they're going to see this thing. And they, they might disregard the first one, but the second or third or fourth one, I think they're going to notice a trend. <laughs> yeah, or the uh, where are all those people go right? <laughs> yeah, I, I actually got a notebook <laughs> that I made up for you know just in case, and um, I think it's awesome. And one thing I also wanted to point out, just as encouragement to the uh, to the body of Christ, and I think it's so awesome because in Deuteronomy thirty one six and Hebrews thirteen five through eight, we have. One theme that's echoed throughout, right? Be strong and of good courage. Do not fear, nor be afraid of them. For the, the Lord your God, he is one who goes with you, and he will not leave you nor forsake you. So if you belong to the Lord and you're his purchased possession, the church, right? He's going to take you. So all these people that talk about, you know, is it possible as a, a real fill with the Holy Spirit believer to be left behind? I must point you back to the promises of God. They are yes and amen in him. And he said he will never leave you nor forsake you. So if that was a possibility, that would be breaking that particular promise. I mean, he's, uh, it's, it says pray that you're worthy to escape all these things. But how are you worthy? The only one who is worthy is Christ Jesus. So it's all on faith, isn't it? It amen. is all about blood. faith and that he is righteous and that he doesn't break his promises and that his character never changes. That is how you personally are worthy because you recognize that you're not unless you put everything on him. Mm -hmm. Unless you have your complete and total faith in him, that he has the plan, that he has the perfect way, and that he is the righteousness. And that when you do that, your spirit is righteous. And, that is, and so God looks at that spirit and says, that person is white as snow. Right. That 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 spirit is clean. It's ready to be changed. And so you have that Holy Spirit inside you. Something gets activated, doesn't it, Bob? Something supernatural gets activated that changes your body. That's what happened to Jesus. Jesus when Jesus rose from the dead, something happened. His body, something interacted there, obviously. I mean, so we're going to I feel like we're going to go through that same change. That, that that glorified body change is going to be something spectacular, but you're not going to experience it unless you have something inside you that's going to be changing you from the inside out. And that starts in the spirit. 
and that's the Holy Spirit himself. So you have that, you're on the right path. Could be on the lifeboat, right? right? Amen. The, lifeboat. Yeah, the lifeboat. I like that. Lifeboat. Yeah. The ship sinking. The lifeboat. <laughs> I love that. I love when he closes out his videos, when he goes into that. You know, I've actually taken the time to show your videos or something to my kids. Like uh, like church, we do church here, you know. I'll, I'll use some of your all your videos, matter of fact, you know, depending. And, uh, yeah, truly, we don't have that much time left. But, you know, going back to what we are talking about in the beginning, I still can't believe we're here, really. I cannot believe we're here. But there is a lot of good stuff happening, which is bad stuff for the earth, but a lot of good stuff happening. And uh, one of the things that just came out, you just talked about one of your reports there, Brother Chad, was the uh, COP uh, 27. They came out with the new Ten Commandments. Yeah. Okay. Interesting about those Ten Commandments. You know, they, they're, uh, when Moses first went up and got those Ten Commandments, he came down and he broke the Ten Commandments because uh, Israelites were misbehaving. Went back up, got another set. So two sets. Guess what happened beginning uh, middle of this year? Their Ten Commandments, the original Ten Commandments, the Georgia Guidestones broke. Okay, and now guess what? They have a new set, second yeah. set. Funny, you know, you, you know, God and Satan always mocking God and how yep. things, you know, work with his people. You know what I'm saying? And people were arguing, oh, it's not, it wasn't really the real Mount Sinai or what, you know. It doesn't matter if it was the real mountains were if it was the wrong one or whatever. The, the fact is it still happened. These Ten Commandments, Ten, yeah. ten Climate Commandments still came out. They're still using this as a one-world religion push, bringing everybody together. We got to save Mother Earth. Um, so regardless if it was the real Mount Sinai or not, the fact of the matter is it did happen. Uh, Those were my exact words on this program, I think, two or three weeks ago. I'm like... Who cares? Who cares yeah. whether or not it is? They think it is. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, exactly. They're the ones going up there. They're the ones doing the blaspheming. So it really doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah, yeah I've heard the same thing. How they got those Ten Commandments. Or did they pre-write them and just say, oh, the Lord spoke to us and here are the Ten Commandments. Uh, you know? I don't know. I've heard about the Noahide laws and stuff like that. Yeah. I thought those were the carbon. Uh, those were the laws that they presented. But the Noahide laws sound different than the ones yeah. that they presented uh, the other day, you know. Well, if the Pope is involved with it and he claimed to be or claims to be the vicar of Christ, I've, that goes a long way, especially if, you you know, he can make up pretty much any <laughs> yeah. any law. Yeah, that's um, right. Yeah, Fred, that sounds like, like men's traditions. He's looking more and more like the false prophet every day. Yeah, yeah, it seems like men's traditions, exactly. Yeah, it's it's it, 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 it's amazing, like how many people have come out of the Catholic Church that have come on to this channel <laughs> and are, are basically watchmen. Uh, the, I mean, Bob himself, you, Chooch, I guess you were in there too. Michael, you were as well. Um, I mean, there's, I mean, right? You, Michael, were you? No, no. Um, oh, no, okay, not, you were. Not, not Catholicism. No, I. Um, there were, others, uh, there were others that came on the channel that were, though. But, um, I mean, I was as close as you can get being a Protestant, and I was a Lutheran. <laughs> That's about as close as you get to the Catholic Church. It was There's a lot of similarities there. Um, but I'm telling you that that religion is, is all about men's traditions, isn't it, Bob? I mean, it is. Uh, I mean, it is all about men's laws. I mean, it's, it's amazing how much of the laws – 
like that that Jews put themselves under basically and made up all these other laws too, and then they just had interpretation of those laws and so forth, that the Catholic Church really kind of gripped onto that and said, okay, you know what, we're gonna have our laws. We're gonna have um, we're gonna make this structure so that we make sure that we are in control of people. And I think that, that that still happens to this day is that, like you said, Greg, people look upon the Pope as the voice or the vicar of Christ. Whereas, the, but, but then a lot of those Catholics don't necessarily know scripture. I'm not saying all of them, okay? I'm just saying many of them actually rely on their priests or whatever to tell them rather than actually go and search and be a Berean themselves. And I think that those who actually do, and when they, when they start reading the Bible, a lot of those people actually leave the Catholic Church fairly quickly because they realize this is not that, that there's a lot of things that, that, are, that the Catholics say are, is in the Bible, but when you read it, it's not there. And so, you know, it's when people really do their research, that's when I think they start understanding that the Catholic Church is a is a religion based on men, men's traditions. Amen. Amen. So, um, yeah, I think we have uh, definitely covered a lot here. Uh, we do still have some time. I don't know. Usually we go over questions from the chat. Um, Bob, do you see anything that you want to pull up? Um, let's see here. Um, no, actually, surprisingly, I didn't see any questions. Folks, if you posted the question in the chat, post it again because I might have missed it. Okay. But um, but off the top of my head, I was uh, actually going to ask Brother Barry, um, you know, you were, you know, evidently you've had some pretty decent rapture dreams there in the past. Uh, maybe you might want to share one of them right now. Yeah. You know, Bob, the... <clears throat> Um, I was I was always drawn to your channel kind of early on because you, you know, you documented. I, I thought it was always cool how you documented a lot of those. So I, I thought that was uh, that was intriguing to me in Acts 2, 17 to 21. And there's so many people in the body of Christ that will kind of toss those to the side. Um, you know, the and, and people know this about me, that the, the the big theme to me has, you know, the Lord gave me a dream, I guess, three or four years ago. Here's, here's gospel dog. Gospel dog gave in for that. He'll, he'll come in for any, there's Kipper back there. He's like, are they going to, anytime we might be sharing the gospel, Kipper comes in. Oh, okay. So Kipper, That's gospel dog. Oh yeah. Gospel dog is ready. But guys, I had a, I had a dream about three or four years ago that I was standing on top of a, a large, like commercial dumpster and there were there were bears that were kind of thrashing at me, and I was like, "Man, I'm never getting off this dumpster." It's 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 it's. I guess it's humor the way the Lord works. That's like a large trash truck coming to empty this dumpster, and I'm like, you know what? If I stay on top of this dumpster, I'm just going to be emptied into the trash truck. Mm-hmm. And and the the guy driving the the trash truck kicked the passenger side open, and I was like, the only way for me to get away from these bears is to jump off the dumpster race around the bears and to get into that into that truck and slam the door shut and i i was able to leap off get in the truck slam the door shut and then the man took 
got the prongs of the thing and emptied the trash. <laughs> and it's like such a, it's, I know it's totally random, but I know that the Holy Spirit just put it on my heart that I was standing on top of that dumpster and the dumpster's the U.S., guys. It's just, mm -hmm. it's the United States. Sounds fair. Right. And, and the, <laughs> and the bears are this. And so I've talked to my channel a lot about the two bears, this, this kind of coming onslaught against mystery Babylon, either, either a downturn in our economy, which we're already seeing kind of coming. We're either in the midst of or, or moving towards and or the Russian bear, you know, the Persian bear, one of the two. And, you know, we're all, a lot of people are kind of wanting to move towards Trump or or MAGA or some political solution. And the only solution is Christ, right? He's kicking that door open. Amen. Amen. You know, I, I don't need to, like, Jesus isn't driving a trash truck, but he comes humbly, he comes humbly to us. <laughs> so he's kicking the door open, and we've only got a certain amount of time to jump in the door. And, and he's emptying the trash. And, and unfortunately, the trash is the United States in a lot of ways. And, and it's interesting, in the last couple of weeks, I've been getting more of those. He's also given me dreams of transportation, and I've just, man, I just had another bus dream. This was like a week ago. And I heard get on. I, I heard a voice behind. Me. I was just going to get on a nice bus. I was in Europe. I was like touring this nice, beautiful city in Europe. And then one bus was loading. And I was getting ready to get on this other bus. I had my backpack. And heard this voice like yelling behind me, like yelling, like get on. And the reason I would, you know, it's just the Lord. I, I've had so many dreams of transportation styles. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I've had Did dreams of like the voice of an archangel. Yeah, I don't know. I've had dreams of like of like trains, planes, automobiles. Oh. <laughs> you know, Bob Bob chronicles them all, and it's it's different things that that. And so I told Tyler this, and I, I agree with. Like, I, I think amongst the Washington, so think about the different styles, right? I remember Chad, when he was sharing his videos and he was he was outside and like the trains rumbling behind him. And I, I'm thinking, man, that is really cool because it's just like the rapture is coming soon and there's just like different analogies you draw from his videos. And then I think about, you know, Tyler's videos and he's bringing all the, in all these different kind of cool guests, right? And I was like, how does... How does Tyler like get on all these cool guests? And then Bro mm -hmm. Chuch is bringing in like the night crowd, right? He's like fighting his bugs and he's bringing in all the night crowd. And I'm like, I, cause I get up early cause my migraines wake me up. So I, I have to get up early. And then Chuch has like the night crowd coming on. And then Bob has got his end times guys. And then Bob has this whole like ministry where he's like giving Bibles out and doing us like this massive ministry on the side. And then I learned more about uptime. And I know that you guys are like leading this entire congregation in church. And I was telling Tyler that I feel like this, there's this tapestry that's being woven amongst the watchmen. Mm. And eventually when we get to heaven sometime, guys, we're going to step back and we're going to look at the tapestry mm. and God's going to be like, see, that's the, that's the picture that you guys were all, weaving together we're, we're just weaving a little part of it you know a little piece of it that we see it'll be cool when we finally are able to step back and that tapestry is hanging in a great hall at the wedding supper 
Yeah. You know, that great hall is like 30 stories tall and it's mm -hmm. paved with gold. Well, you see it hanging on the side of the wall. November 15th is going to be this big blob that like all these lines connected <laughs> at one time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's going to convert. Like that's the uptime broadcast, wasn't it? Yeah. And then from there, it's going to offshoot into, you know, yeah. so many different areas. It's cool. Yeah. That, that's going to be a fun map to look at. I, a time timeline slash connection map. That, that's and I was curious what I was, you know, Chad was the one that texted out that apparently Poland got struck with a couple of Russian missiles. So I was curious what, if Chad had an update or what he thought about it. Uh, that was a pretty, I saw some people flying around in chat about that one. That's a pretty big deal. Well, last time I heard Russia actually um, said that they didn't do it. So, yeah. so, so now the disinformation war is on, right? Yeah. yeah, here we go. Here we go with the disinformation. Yeah. yeah. Bob, I think we, we have enough time for one question. And then uh, maybe uh, one of us, you, one of you can close us out in prayer. And um, maybe, uh, Lord willing, we'll have another one of these at some point in the near future. Otherwise, we'll see you in heaven, right? We'll see you in the, see you in the air, <laughs> right? Man, I'd right. like uh, that. Awesome. One question is like, Greg's only started. You know what? I'll do this one right here. And everybody, all of our guests, give a quick answer to this question. Okay. Our guests. All right. So you want to go first, Tyler? I think you might hear him. Oh, you muted? Okay. Yeah. Sorry about that. I was muted. Um, I don't know. I love to say that often. I don't know uh, when the rapture is going to be, but I absolutely believe it's soon. And if someone were to ask me, you know, just looking at the world, looking at how we're running out of normal, uh, and that's referring to what Jesus spoke of in Luke 17 about the days of Noah and the days of Lot, how people will be eating and drinking, marrying and giving marriage when the Son of Man is revealed. And um, I absolutely believe that's the rapture. Uh, the pre-tribulation rapture i would i would say that it would surprise me it would surprise me if we have years left before the rapture i think it could happen literally any moment now i think all the convergence that is happening with biblical prophecy and the time that we're living in the generation that we are um i believe it could happen at any moment but i, I really leave it in the lord's hands i just know it's very soon amen brother chad all right so um, I know you guys, a lot of people want to know specifics on what do you think? What do you think? What year? Is it this year? Is it next year? Um, I'm just a man, just like everybody out there. So it, God's in control. Like I say on my channel all the time, I'm not going to sit here and set a date. But based off what I'm seeing and how we're running out of normal, I would be surprised if we saw 2024. Okay. I would be surprised if we saw 2020. That's my personal opinion i could be wrong but based <laughs> love it uh <laughs> by the way trump's apparently gonna he just announced he's running again so now uh all the make america great again stuff's gonna be going crazy Super. um anyways i'd be surprised if we saw 2024 all right brother chooch <clears throat> well i certainly could say i've been surprised in the past that i surprised we're in 2022 um but we're here I certainly believe in the imminence of Christ. So we could go any moment. Uh, I see the outer limit as being 2026. 
just because if you take some people argue if the Lord was crucified in 33 AD, then seven years for Trib, then you're looking at 2026 as the upper limits. But I don't think we're going to get there. Uh, I'm kind of intrigued over certain things in 2024. Um, and I agree, it, it may be a surprise if we get there. So, yeah, anytime from now, it, possibly up to 2024, 2026, like is very, very upper limits, but I'm hoping it's going to be even this year, even before the year's over. All right. Brother Barry. Yeah, I kind of, my head's kind of where Chooch is that I, I, I see the upper limit. I, I'm really hoping and praying the upper upper limit has to be 2026 because of Christ at, at uh, 33 AD. But I'm, I'm really encouraged that it could very well be this year or this year or next year because of 2030 World Economic Forum. They keep preaching this 2030 World Economic Forum. It's got to be done by this date. And I would sure think if that's a target date for the for the man of sin, then that would be a really encouraging time. Let me give you guys another thing to think about. If April 8th, 2024 is the next great American solar eclipse, it makes an X. It completes an X across the United States for judgment. And I would hope that that judgment would happen in 2024, kind of to Chad's point, and we would not be here for that. So that'd be my hope. Mm. Amen. All right. Nice. Good. But that's a good question to close out on, too. You know, that's what everybody is uh, wondering. Face it. Let's just call it like it is. We all want to go home. Amen. 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 There, bottom well, line, though, no watcher knows the day nor the hour of the rapture at this time. Doesn't mean that we never will, but right now we don't know. All we know is that. Feels like it's really coming really soon. Yep. Watch Amen. every day. Watch every there's day. Your, there's your quote there, Kevin. I, I put your yeah. quote up there. That is my quote, by the way. I made that up. <laughs> the rapture will be on the day of the rapture. That is my answer to whenever someone asks me, when is the rapture going to be? Yeah. That's and, my, and my question to Brother Chooch is, did you come up with, did you coin the phrase uh, rapture heads? Did you actually, did you come up with that? Yeah, I, I, okay. I have a strange mind ah, to come up with things. I mean, okay. I, I've, take, so I've taken out. some other stuff from other people and twisted, but that, <laughs> that one that one popped into my well, head. Well, so. guess what? You, that it's, was used on official. this channel by, by Cass, if I remember. Wow. <laughs> she said she called herself a rapture head, and I was like, where did that come from? And so now <laughs> here you go, the originator of it. Very <laughs> nice. All right, everyone. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, our guests, thank you, Chad. Tyler, Barry, Brother Chooch, all of you. Um, thank you all for coming on. Uh, of course, the audience. Um, by the way, that intro video was created by Michael. Um, that was great. Yeah, Michael. Well, I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, thank you very much for that, Michael. It was an awesome intro. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, we're uh, Brother Robert couldn't make it tonight. Actually, Brother Robert Hagen had uh, had surgery yesterday, uh, knee surgery. Yeah. So. Just lift him up in prayer if you could. Uh, we appreciate that. And lift us all up in prayer because we all need it, especially in these days. They are dark. The enemy is hitting hard. And uh, listen, we're, we're all here. We're all here together as a body of Christ uh, to lift each other up in prayer. So um, thank you, gentlemen. 
God bless you all. And Lord willing, we'll see you again next week or we'll see you in the air. Right? Hey, thanks a lot. God bless.